Six, four, one, two. Stoop Kids, four, one, two. Welcome back to Stoop Kids 412. I am your host, Meet. Tonight, my guest is Dan Minix. Dan is the co-host and co-founder of Down the Toilet Bowl. His podcast can be found in a link in his bio. Dan is also the head fitness and sports performance coach at Umberger Performance in Pittsburgh, PA. During his career, Dan has worked with athletes ranging from all levels, from youth sports to NHL and MLB players. Dan also works with a variety of adult athletes, including national figure skaters and competitive endurance athletes. His clients also include a wide range of the general public um, that is not limited to law enforcement, SWAT, and members of the United States military, specifically Army, Navy, and Naval Special Warfare. Dan, again, thank you for stopping by to stoop tonight, man. How's the podcast and everything else going? It's going all right. We actually recorded earlier today our first one doing like you and I are doing through the Zoom world. We had a few. We recorded one right like the first week of the quarantine. Mm -hmm. And like people gave us some shit for it because we were like, I went to her house and recorded it. And yeah. we were like away from each other, but it was still people were like, well, you shouldn't be doing that. And, blah, blah, blah. and it's like, yeah, we didn't really plan on it. Just kind of like, hey, like, obviously right. things have come more to light since then. Um, we had a few that were like, you know, banked in the vault that we could use in the meantime. And we only do every two weeks. So we mm -hmm. don't have to have like, you know, 20 shows to cover the next couple of weeks. We just we need right. two a month to keep our quota. So this was the first one we had to actually, okay, we're run out of, we're out of bullets now. We got to record one. So we did that earlier, but that's cool, man. It's, it's a cool little project. Like, yeah, I started listening to it. I like it, dude. It's, it's really, it. it's, uh, it's unique. It's definitely unique. Cause yeah, I think it's, like, it's kind of, uh, I've always, I, I always like podcasts cause I, I use it a lot for self-education, like further education and all that stuff and a little bit of entertainment, but I always thought it'd be cool to have a podcast, you know, with a friend or whoever, and just like, you know, you're shooting the shit. And before you know it, like, holy shit, an hour and a half went by. We've been talking about, like, <laughs> like we've all had those conversations, you know? Right. It happens real naturally. You didn't plan, plan on doing it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that'd be a cool idea to just have that recording the whole time. Yeah. And kind of throw it into that, like, more relaxed atmosphere. Like, we do it, well, not now, but we record at a different like location every time. So okay. we'll, like, we'll go out to eat or whatever. We'll bullshit, get loose, you know, eat, have a nice meal. And then we'll just start shooting the shit. And, you know, you get that little bit of the background noise. You get a little bit of some other shit going on. It doesn't overpower right. the audio, but it makes you kind of feel like, you know, you're sitting at the table with us or you're like eavesdropping right. on the conversation. Something yeah. different. Right. You know? Definitely. That's how, that's like kind of like the approach that I was taken to, uh, was like, you know, like I always have like, kind of like questions, um, on hand, you know what I mean? Like pre-scripted stuff that I, that I typically ask, 
but a lot of it is like you know just kind of the bullshitting you know i mean just like really getting into it and letting the conversation just flow and then you know every once in a while reaching into that bank to kind of like grab a question and just like the you know prolong the conversation since it is like somebody i've not met before typically right yeah and that's kind of like what her and i are pretty good is like we're friends but she's way more extroverted and like likes to talk she's a therapist for her okay so she's really good at getting people to talk (laughs) so i kind of like match her on that because i'm pretty good at it too sometimes and i'm just inquisitive so like i'll ask her something you know whether it's like mental health related or self-improvement or whatever Mm -hmm. and we've just like started bullshitting about like anything and everything and i'm like we need to start recording these and she's like i'll do it and you know i've been wanting to do it the last few years and you know have a buddy that don't want to do it. Like, yeah, let's do a podcast. And then like, they kind of flake out, you know, and it's like, well, obviously that's not going to be my day job, you know? So I can't really put most of my efforts into it for, you know, time and energy. So it kind of of gets put on the shelf. And then before you know it, like two years goes by and then you're like, yeah, that'd be cool to revisit that again. And then, you know, life happens. You don't think about it. And um, we started to do it like last summer. And again, you know, busy, busy time of year for me, got away from it. And then over uh, like Christmas break this year, we were like, you know what, we just got to hit record and do the first one or else we're never going to do it. You know, right. once you put one out, then you got to start doing it. Right. So, right. It's like pulled the trigger and like we did it and um, been going as we just recorded today, I think it'll be our ninth episode. So yeah, there you like, go. she's got a full-time gig. I got a full-time gig. It's not really like our be all end all. Right. And we talk about quite regularly, but, um, you know, if one day it gets to be a bigger thing, great. But it's just more of a, honestly, it's selfishly for me because I can pick her brain and right. <laughs> try and learn some stuff and maybe feel better about myself. And, uh, you know, if, if some other people get something out of it, that's cool too, you know? No, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely at first when I think it was, either Colby or Tyler told me that you had a podcast. And I was like, Dan has a podcast. Like, Oh, all right. <laughs> and, uh, oh, he doesn't and, know what podcasts are. Right. I was like, Dan has a podcast. Like it just didn't seem like the, the, like, I just didn't think you have a, as a yeah, podcast. Don't talk. <laughs> yeah. Cause like you yeah. typically kind of just like come into work, do your own thing. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? That's and, the, uh, that's the but, beauty of it. Like I always tell people like, like my, my friend I do with Lauren, she, I say, she's like the talent. I just kind of fan the flame. Like I'm doing all the stuff behind the scenes. I'm doing the recording. I'm doing the editing. I'm putting it out, you know, right. putting, putting the show notes and all that shit together. She just goes and I try and record it. <laughs> now, what do you, what do you use to record? Uh, we got a Zoom H1N microphone. It's a cheap little okay. thing. It's like 80, 90 bucks. So we use Anchor, the app. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What that's use? what i use yeah i use anchor too do you record off your phone or you, i've seen you have microphones like you're a little more legit than we are yeah i mean so i got i got this little guy here that i'm using yeah. right now i got this one off of amazon for like 20 bucks yeah. and the other one that's a studio mic like that's a real like yeah. expensive mic arm and everything i saw yeah that's uh that's actually max's mic because yeah. max uses it uh to like he records uh well he did he used to record like his like um computer games okay and post like youtube videos and stuff like that with it and uh he would you know do like a voice overlay 
And um, he spent like, God, I think that was like 250 bucks. Yeah, those aren't cheap. <laughs> no, no. So, um, but yeah, I use that. And then I use Soundtrap as my um, editing software. I don't know if you've heard of Soundtrap or not. Uh, I use uh, Audacity. I take okay. yeah. free, easy to use software. And that's what <laughs> so I've been using it. But originally, like with Anchor, like, you can record through just your phone, as you know. Yeah. So our first episode was recorded that way. We were like Eaton Park and I just put the phone on the table in the booth across from each other. And for what we're doing, like we want to get a little bit of the background noise. It worked out great. Like it sounded amazing. And we went to record the second episode. And I guess that given day at that time, the app just like was malfunctioning or updating or something. And yeah. it was literally recording, you could see it counting like one, two, three. We hit stop and it went to like zero and there was no recording. And I was like, what? what the fuck is that? So I was like, okay, well, let's pick a different topic. So we get like topics. Okay, I want to talk to you about this or that. So we right. kind of have an idea what we're going to talk about. Um, I said, well, let's scratch that. I don't want to rehash that whole conversation again. Let's do a different one. Tried it again. Kept the screen on the whole time to make sure it was recording. Yeah. It did the same thing. I was like, <laughs> this isn't going to happen ever again. So I, I was like, we're, we're, I had some gift cards from Christmas for Amazon. I was like, I'm buying a fucking microphone. I'll learn how to use it a little bit. and. We'll just save it and have to get editing software and somehow and figure it out. But it's been a process to like learn how to do that shit. But yeah, I'm not going to go through that. Cause like every so often we want to start, we've had one, well, we had a couple guests on um, a girl we work with at the gym and then her, um, her brother was on, he's a nurse in Columbus. So we talked to him about everything going on. Right. And uh, I was like, you know, we'd ideally want to start having some guests on, you know, somewhat regularly, maybe every few episodes have a guest. And I don't want to like, have someone take time out of their day and then you know it doesn't record yeah, right know, the ultimate egg on their face so i was like so we're fucking <laughs> i'm not playing that shit again yeah but yeah it was we were doing fine with the phone and then uh it just i don't know but then like of course now it works again they must have updated something but right i'm gonna stick with the process <laughs> no that's like the this like i said this mic that i'm using now it's uh i got it for 20 bucks off of amazon it's a usb plug-in and mm-hmm. Like you don't have to download any software or nothing. And it's nice. Like it picks up great. Um, the feedback on it is really good. Um, yeah, honestly, like I haven't dumped any money into this no. podcast either. No. I mean, I the think I have is from, I had, uh, like gift cards from Christmas. Right. Clients will get me like, you know, Amazon gift card, 25 bucks. I'm like, I'm pretty minimalist by nature. I don't really buy a lot of shit. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I just hold on to these if I want like a book or something, you know. Yeah. Speaking about it, and I was like, shit, I can just put all this money, just put this together. So it ended up costing me, I think, like, I don't know, 10, 20 bucks total. Yeah. Like on my own pocket. But you know, I got like like you have the little mini tripod for it. You got a microphone, you know, just some other <coughs> I was like, that's all you need. No, absolutely. I mean it's it's kind of just like the only reason I started using dual mics. Like I used to just use the one blue Yeti that Max gave me. And, um, but I started doing dual mics because I had Colby come on the show the one time cause we were testing out, um, to have him on doing like his DJing live as our background music. Oh, cool. Um, but, uh, and we tried to run it. We ran like, uh, we did a mock interview with the, with the guest that was there that day, uh, for like, you know, 10 minutes with uh, a singular mic and it was awful. 
just yeah. awful. So then I was like, all right, well, fuck. I guess I gotta spend <laughs> spend some money here if I wanna if that's, I wanna do it. That's been tricky with us. Like we've gone to a couple places. Like we pretty much go to like a restaurant or some like you know Panera or something, mm-hmm. and we've run into a couple episodes where it's like it's fucking loud in here and it's like one microphone right. for two people and a somewhat like you know decent microphone it's like it's picking up everything and it's yep. like yeah but it's also like kind of made it work but it's also like that you know early stages your, your first handful of things anything you do, <laughs> it's not going to be the best ones right so right until uh until we get you know funding for some better equipment that's just how it's gonna have to be but right and also too like i like i'm sure you were the same way i knew nothing about editing like audio editing at all oh hell no like Like, out and i knew like a little bit as far as like the terminology yeah basics but (laughs) i don't know like with yours but like audacity you go in there there's like effects click on effects at the top and it's like i mean a mile long list of shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> the list drops. It's like this long. And then there's like the drop down arrow that adds like another 47. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what these things are. And then I don't have the time to like, well, I guess I have the time now, but um, to just, I don't have the patience to sit there and listen to like, okay, what is, what does this do? What does that do? I just want to make it sound decent and put it out. But yeah, it's, it's been a little bit of a learning curve, but. Yeah, nothing wrong with that either. No, that's like I I reached out to actually one of the people I had on the podcast um, about six or seven episodes ago now. Um, he offered after our interview, he was like, hey, man, like send me this interview. And he said, and while I'll edit it, he said, and while I'm doing it, I'll do a screen recording. So and he didn't have sound trap, so you know I gave him my login. He went in, and he showed me how to use my sound trap uh, interface to edit the software. So now I have a c- c- consistent baseline of yeah. like where to go from. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, it was a, it was really nice of him. But audacity, a u d a u d i c a c i t y. Yeah. Yeah, is yours try- free or do you pay for that? Um, it's free, um, but I pay for like a, a little bit of an upgrade, like that gives you more, a uh, little bit more like options. But the so I pay fourteen, and I run it with my Spotify like um, membership too, because it's a subsidiary of Spotify. Um, so it cost me to have Spotify my and you know personal Spotify account, and that it's like fourteen bucks a month. So it's not bad. It's, oh, I think, I think, using it, you know, right. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's literally the, like pretty much the only thing I pay for on a consistent basis. Yeah. That's not bad. No, no, not at all. Um, how's work going? Chilling. <laughs> Get on my ass all day, man. That's about, <laughs> all, That's about all I'm doing. We're yeah. uh, hoping we heard like, you know, the eighth might, things might start opening back up. Yeah. Um, They said gyms are going to be one of the places that could open up. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I think there's like, I mean, I've talked to a lot of our clients and stuff like that. And it's, they might be itching to get back to the gym more than I am. Honestly, it's, yeah. 
yeah, we might be open, but at what capacity, you know? Yeah, that's what I was wondering because, you know, I wondered if like a big, you know, like a big gym, like uh, like LA Fitness would open back up or if it was going to be more of the, well, you know, individually owned gyms, you know, they're typically big, smaller. Originally, now the shit changes so much, but I originally heard that it was only going to be like the small business gyms, the big corporation, they're not going to be a lot open yet. Mm-hmm. So like the LA fitnesses, the planet fitnesses, they'd have to wait. Um, yep. But again, yeah, I just more so from the, you know, I'm not thinking we should just rush back into this just yet. Right. Since the beginning, I've been kind of more of the, I don't want to say pessimist, but more of a realist. And like, we're not close to being done with this yet. I don't think, I think right. this is going to go till the fall. And I've kind of made my mind up to like, just prepare and plan for that. Mm-hmm. you know but i mean i hope i'm wrong but it's just i mean it's i think rushing back into it is uh, i don't know a little, right. a little dicey. no i mean there's definitely we definitely i mean to some extent yes the economy needs to be opened back up but obviously i you know looking at the numbers like we still have a you know ventilator shortages still have mass shortages you know like and it's to me, it's like how can how can you logistically and ethically go through opening back up your state, you know, and you're going county by county, like they're saying, you know, and then we get to the point where everything's back open and running. Okay, that's great. But if you still have nurses, you know, complaining and you know, saying that there's no mask and their protective gear and you know, we're, we're still short on ventilators and stuff like that. I don't understand how you can just be like, okay, let's open back up and deal with the shortage as, as it comes. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I think they're, I mean, obviously they're going to do it the right way. They're going to ease into not just going to be, Hey, you know, go back to your normal routine. Like, no, you could be open, but you got to have some restrictions on And like, that's the safe right. way to do it. But yeah, I mean, I've heard of things of like, you know, if you have, people coming in to like a gym or if you're going to have sports, even like, you know, the arenas and stuff, like you have to have everybody at the door with their chair. I mean, like, are we really going to do this as a society? Like everybody that goes to a game or goes into a gym, you get stopped at the door and have your temperature every time. I mean, where's the time and resources for that? Yeah. I mean, this is definitely also going to affect like air travel. I mean, you know, obviously, you would be able to speak to the changes better than I would, but like after nine 11, you know, every you know, the ramp up with, you know, Homeland security becoming a thing, you know, TSA checkpoints becoming, you know, more secure. And they have been over, you know, the past couple of decades, you know, with x-ray machines and, um, I the, said the, the full body this ones. Is like, uh, this is going to be like what nine 11 did. It's going to be like a whole different world. It's not going to be like crazy different, but it's, there's going to be a lot more um, like cleanliness, hygieno, like hygienial type of things. It's like, there's going to be, I mean, there has to be after this. I mean, it's just, it's a shame, right. but people are stupid, you know? Right. I mean, just look at, look at the back alley of Siena alone. That there's at least, there's at least 47 diseases back there. <laughs> right. I mean, shit, did we have rats back there? They're like, is like this fucking big, they're like small dogs. Massive <laughs> yeah. so like that uh, that is what i hope starts to change like stuff like the little things like that that people 
I feel like don't care about and like just overlook, you know, so, so often, I hope that's like the kind of things that, you know, start to change around here. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see, man. And with all that comes more, you know, it's more resources, more money. So like someone's got to pay for all that too. So it's right. I'm glad I'm not in charge of all that. <laughs> yeah. It would definitely be, uh, there'd be chaos trying to figure that out. Yeah. It's, and then that's why I try not to get on like the, I can't believe they're doing this or they should be doing that. It's like, you know, Hey, there was like, yeah, they messed up. There's no plan for this. Okay. But that's already over with. Right. Like, trying to figure this out there's no there's no manual there's no blueprint i mean they're literally just trying to find they're talking to as many people as they can you know hey what do you think we should do hey is this going to be a problem and they're talking to like seventy thousand people right about what's the best course of action and you know it just i mean you can get into the whole like oh that's what they get paid for you know they sign up for that job but it's like yeah no one no one saw this (laughs) no like no one, no one thought a uh, you know a century-defining pandemic yeah, was going to hit. A podcast today, they were talking about how like this guy read some report. I forget what it was called. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it again. But he was like, it was like really dark. He's like, it's really dark. It's like probably yeah. a little bit too dark. But he's like, you know, it's gonna be. They're saying that it's gonna be like the Great Depression, but it's gonna be worse. And it's like that's that thing lasted like fucking five years. You yeah, know, we could be like two to three years away from coming back as a society from this, and it's like, holy shit, that doesn't make me feel good. You no. know, no. Also, like, you know, you gotta, you know, sometimes fucking truth hurts a little bit. You know, we gotta just the face are you, the quicker you face facts and you know get a game plan together, just like accept it. You know, accept that this right. is the norm. This is how we're living now. Right. Now, have you guys started doing like any like e visits um, at the gym, like in terms of like per, like you know with your clients that are signed up for personal yeah, so training? We have, a, um, we have a Facebook, like a private Facebook page for our members. Okay. Um, so our boss, one of our bosses, she's been doing like um, like online classes. Like she'll do like twelve o'clock, and I think like five thirty or something. She'll go on Facebook Live on the 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 private page mm-hmm. and do like that in-home workout. She's been throwing up a couple yoga workouts for people. Um, just been kind of operating under that way. Yeah. yeah. Now, how have you been uh, staying in contact with your clients? I'm just reaching out. Like we do that zoom thing on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Um, not all joined to that. It's been kind of, I kind of, we've been kind of, we had a meeting like probably a week after this all started. And I kind of said, you know, we can, there's no shortage of information out there. I mean, everybody and their mom who's a trainer or coach or whatever has been putting out a bunch of free stuff. And I mean, hell you can type in body weight, home workouts <laughs> on YouTube yeah. and find a million results two months ago before this all started. Right now there's 4 billion results, you know, like, so there's no shortage of information. And I said, we should just make ourselves available as like, you know, the human being first. Like, hey, do you need anything? Are you okay? If you right. need to come here. Because it's not the bulk of who we're dealing with are just their general average Joes. It's they have jobs. They're dealing with all the same stuff we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes worse, it's they're, you know, they're, they might be working, but maybe their spouse lost their job or vice versa. 
and right. they've got three kids and they're all home now. They're trying to get them homeschooled. And it's like, if they want me up there ask like, Hey, did you do your workout? Hey, did you do your workout? Hey, here's the, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're right. Like, you know, every week I just kind of check in and like I've given workouts to some of my clients. Some of them are just like, yeah, I'm just kind of taking some time. And I mean, and talking with my friend, Lauren, who does the podcast with me, you know, mm-hmm. from the mental health side, she's like, I mean, she it every day, like people are losing, you know, being a therapist, like people are just losing their minds with all this stuff going on. Right. And she's like, you know, dealing with everything in their own way, you know, workouts aren't the, you know, the big, uh, we see it through a different light. You know, like we like to live that lifestyle. It's on wellness and eating well and exercising and going to the gym. And most people are just like, that's like their class, you know? Right. And it's like, they need to take care of some more important shit first. And then if they can get outside and get a walk for 20 minutes, then that's their exercise. They're not trying to come up with ways to, you know, make their body weight squats harder in their house. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> do they have the right amount of soup right. cans to hold for like curls or something, you know, they're not, they don't care. And that's kind of what my initial thing was from the start. It was just like, let's just be here for them. And if they need us, we'll provide, but not just keep making yourselves available, you know? Right. Just to know that somebody, somebody's there for them. It's right. more of that, that support, you know, relationship, which is definitely very important right now. Cause I'm sure you have some clients, you know, that are, you know, maybe living on their own or, or, you know, don't have family nearby, you know what I mean? Like there's. Yeah. Everyone's the, got their own unique situation. And I think just, this is a, like, I'd listened to another podcast that, you know, Simon Sinek. Yeah. He, um, he was talking and he was like, he's like, this is the first time in like human history that everybody is connected. Everybody is on the same yeah. thing. You can be, you know, Michael Jordan, you can be, you know, a bum on the street, you can be whoever. We're all in the same boat. No, we're absolutely. All, we're all restricted. We're all stuck inside. We're all, yeah, some of us might be stuck in our one you know, shitty little apartment. <laughs> Some of us might be stuck in our, you know, $4 billion mansion, right. but we're all dealing with it. We're all connected in some way. And it's like, that was kind of like, you know, crazy to think about, but it's true. No. And it's something too, that I've noticed, like, um, especially like being on Instagram and, uh, other social platforms is that celebrities, you know, people with like, you know, and athletes and stuff like that have really, made themselves like available, you know, during this time, you know what I mean? Like doing like more live stories, like taking like requests, you know, from, from people and just like really engaging with like the general population more than, you know, in, in, in weeks and months past, uh, it seems like. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, um, you find out, I think in situations like this, you find out who the good people are Mm -hmm. and the other ones weed themselves out. No, definitely. And it's also too, I mean, you see, I, I think the most interesting thing is the way that companies have chosen to respond. Um, and like, and, and it's varying, you know, obviously company to company. I mean, you have some companies like, um, who is it? I think it's AT&T or maybe T-Mobile or something like that is like for, for people that fall under like a certain income rate and like below, um, they're like, postponing their payments and like, you know, deferring payments and stuff like that. But then <laughs> like my mom's like, well, you got Verizon, you know, I'm still getting my bill every month. 
no deduction rate, no nothing. No, but they're giving you free gigs though. Do you see that? Right. <laughs> but, everyone, but everyone's sitting at home on their Wi-Fi, so the free gigs are useless. Right. <laughs> it's just uh, I don't know. And then some of the some of those companies that got those small business uh, like stimulus packages, like Ruth Chris, who got small like businesses. Right. It's like no, like that. No, it should be going to you know like you know. Ma and Pa's, you know, bed and breakfast house. Yeah. Listen, I'll tell you, I got from including our gym, and then, you know, like people I know, like clients or whoever that have small businesses. Mm-hmm. And I know a few that are like successful local small businesses. They didn't get them, you know. And it's really? like, yeah. And then you find out later that it's like, yeah, Roots Chris Steakhouse, <laughs> small businesses. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder. Uh, I wonder if Sienna if Sienna is gonna get anything. I don't know. I don't know. Because uh, isn't it? Uh, if they get it, they can use it for um, payroll. If they use it for payroll or something, it's like uh, like you don't have to pay it back. Yeah, no, it's definitely you don't have to pay it back. Um, I don't know the whole uh, all the bullet points on it, but I heard something about that. Yeah, they can use it for whatever. Yeah. Now, when do you think when do you think we'll open back up? That's hard to say, man. I mean, it's it's anyone's guess. It's you're hearing one thing, and then you know, three days later, it's something different. Yeah. It's um. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I wish then, I knew. If I had the answer, I'd be like, you know, <laughs> I'd be a rich man. Because <laughs> uh, in Georgia, uh, like you know, the state of Georgia has uh, started opening back up, and they opened back up. Uh, gyms and bars and restaurants so i wonder if like every state's different you know yeah like when this all started like we were probably a week or two in i got on a call with the uh the uh strength and conditioning staff for the arizona coyotes and nhl okay. we were we were talking shop a little bit and i was asking them like you know how are you guys dealing with it obviously the players were probably still in town and all that and it's like they were hearing from the league, like, hey, stay ready. It could come back at any time. It could be a couple of weeks. You know, stay ready. Stay right. in the area, work out and all that. But governor, everything shut down. Like, you can't go to the gym. You can't go skate. You can't do – so, like, they they were getting it from two different ends. Right. I'm sure that's even itself out now. But, yeah, every state's different. It's, it's crazy times, man. No, that's – yeah, and that's uh, – I don't know if you saw the episode I just put up with um, a couple buddies of mine there in uh, D1 football. football right now. Yeah, oh, cool. But um, that was that was kind of like the approach that, you know, I was getting to was for a while was until, like, the NCA like, stepped in and, like, really made the, you know, decision and you know, really laid down the law for how they were going to move forward for the time being. Um, yeah, it was, it was some, some of the guys were, you know, having spring ball practices, you know, suited up and, you know, ready to get going. And, yeah, other guys are, you know, all of a sudden it's just, they're, they're, they're waiting to end their winter workouts and then, you know, get ready for the, the spring ball transition and they go on spring break and they're told, Hey, like you might not have, you might not be able to come back to campus and even get your shit. Like you got to go home. Right. Yeah, And it was just like, it, it, a lot of it, you know, there has been a lot of confusion from the top, um, which I think has led to a lot of people being 
misinformed. Um, you know, I mean, I, I hate to get political, but when you have a leader who sarcastically or not says to inject, you know, disinfectants into your body, and if we're going to test that in a lab, I, I mean, come on, like now is not the time to be sarcastic or to like, you know, joke if you know what, you know what I mean? Just, it's not the time someone like you're the leader. People are looking for you for their information and guidance and you gotta be, you gotta be black and white. Like this is the time to be just black and white and PC. I know it's not your thing, but that's what, that's what we need. You should run for president. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I would not want that job. Yeah. Back to my point earlier, you know, it's, it's easy to do it from afar, you know, until you're in the hot seat, you know? Right. Oh. No, definitely. So what do you got coming up on your podcast? What's uh, uh like, like, what are, like, what are the topics? Do you like take topics from like, uh, like listeners and people to follow so your page or the bulk of it is like, I, I'm pretty inquisitive by nature. Okay. And, you know, my friend Lauren, who I we do the podcast together, she's super smart, and mm-hmm. you know I kind of have a fascination with the whole self improvement, mental health. Like, how can you, how can you problem solve better, and all that kind of stuff. And you know, it's just it's kind of it kind of came about organically through me just picking her brain on stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, why you know how can I better do this? Or hey, I'm feeling this way. What do you think about this? And and most times it's like, yeah, it's like a five, 10 minute answer conversation. And it was just kind of, it's evolved into those like, yeah, this is like, this is a podcast topic. Like we could talk about this for an hour. Okay. So like, we'll just, you know, save it, jot it down, save it. And then, you know, when it's time to record, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, we started doing like, I don't know, probably the, probably the second or third episode, we started doing like a Q and a segment at the end of every episode. So we'll have, our listeners and people who follow on social media, like write in some questions mm-hmm. and then we'll take like one or two questions at the end of every episode and, and answer them. They've, they've been pretty good. We were just talking about that earlier. It's, it hasn't been too much of the, like, what's Dan's favorite food? What's Lauren's <laughs> favorite color? It's like, yeah. you know, some pretty deep, interesting questions. Um, so we're pretty thankful that we've had a, a good loyal, uh, you know, participating following. It's been pretty good. But yeah. we talk about, I mean, anything and everything. It's hard to, you know, the more I kind of read on like how to better market your podcast and all that. And even in most industries you want to work in, you want to find a niche. It's always coming down to like find your niche and kind of attack it. And it's like, right. Eh, like we're not really mental health because it's, I think people think about that as like stigmas and like laying on the couch and crying your feelings out. And it's like, it's, there's so much more to it than that. Right. Uh, so we kind of guide it as like, you know, self-improvement, um, problem solving and just, you know, one of our uh, one of our mutual friends listens. She said originally we, you know, we recorded the first episode and like let a few select people listen to it first to kind of get an idea. Yeah. And that she said, it, it sounds like it's a conversation that you want to be in on. Like when you're listening to it, <laughs> it's a conversation you want to be in on. And it's like, yeah. That's pretty cool. I like that. So we, we use that quote and like did some content with it, but um, that's kind of the gist of it. It's like, you know, we were talking before <clears throat> it's, you know, with the background noise and it, we're trying to put you in the scene with us and you feel like you're there. We've had a few people um, tell us 
without us asking them about it. Like they've said, you know, you know, I was in my car listening and I went to like talk and I answered the question and I realized like I was by myself. I wasn't sitting there with you guys. And it's like, yeah, cool. That's what we're going for. Like we want you to feel like you're in there with us. So um, it's, it's been fun, but we talk about just about almost anything, almost anything. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's been pretty good though. Oh, it it definitely like when I started listening to it, it was like the first like kind of like thing that came to my mind was enlightenment because it was just like, yeah. I don't know, it's just like uh, these are like these are the conversations that I like to listen to and, and attributing to your friend. Like, yes, this is like a conversation I would love to be a part of. You know, what I mean, like it's right. you know, when I'm sitting there, you know, and I'm like cooking, you know, cooking my dinner is typically when I you know listen to my podcast is when I'm cooking. Yeah. And it's just like. Yeah, it kind of like puts me out of my end space and just like I'm kind of just I felt like I was just, you know, sitting there in the booth, like just right. like listening, yeah. observing. Yeah. yeah, we've had some good uh, feedback, you know, people saying, you know, like, you know, I always kind of thought that I wondered why that was. And it was cool to like know that I'm not the only one thinking about that stuff. And mm-hmm. we've had people like tell her that, you know, hey, like this has really been helping me through this you know time that we're going through right now. And it's like awesome, you know, like. We're not going to have the, we're not having the Joe Rogan following, but you know, <laughs> one person says, Hey, like I got something out of this or, you know, Hey, it's helping me, whatever. Like that, that pumps me up, man. Like that's, I love yeah. that. You know, like yeah. I remember when we first put it up the first episode and then like seeing what you created, it was like on Spotify, like on Spotify, <laughs> type it in. It's on there. It was like, right. wow, this is cool. You know? Was, yeah. Uh, you felt again, like a kid on Christmas. Yeah, it was. I mean, anybody can make a podcast nowadays, so it's not really like, you know, hey, big achievement. But being that it was, you know, something I've been wanting to do off and on the last, last few years, and um, like I said, if we got twenty five people listening, that's a, that's a good start. We'll take it. You know, it's right. just as long as people are getting something out of it, we'll keep doing it. There you go. Um, now, what have you been doing in terms of like um, your own like personal workouts? Like how much has it really changed uh, for you? Oh, I mean, it's, I live in a one bedroom apartment by myself. I don't have the luxury of having like a garage or a space where I could really, you know, have some equipment and it, mm-hmm. people have been kind of surprised that like, you know, what I do for a living, I don't have more equipment laying around <laughs> at my disposal. It's like, I got a, I got a pretty world-class facility at my disposal. I don't have to buy stuff to keep it home, you know? Right. Um, so it's been, luckily, like I said, it's been good that it's happening. I'm, I'm grateful that it's been happening now and not Mm -hmm. in the middle of December and January because we're able to get outside. We're able to do some stuff and even just going for walks, you know, like I've been a big proponent of like taking a daily walk for a Mm -hmm. while, but I never really allow time to do it myself. You know, I don't really practice what I preach in that regard, but since this has been going on, I've been walking at least once a day, you know, maybe an hour or so, sometimes twice. And it's like, put some podcasts on, you know, and just, you know, you said, get out of your head a little bit and just walk. Right. Obviously today the weather's kind of crappy, but, um, you know, to do be, be stuck in the house and mid- early January would be just torture because I mean, yeah, the weather's not great now, but there's every few days there's that day where it's like 60 and it's like, yeah, right out there in the sun. Um, but no, I mean, obviously you're not going to have access to all the weights and that kind of stuff, which I don't get too much into. I mean, I'm not like hardcore into all that stuff, but, um, 
I do like to lift weights, but I've just been doing like a lot more, like a lot of sprinting I've been doing. I always do some kind of sprint work. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've been utilizing a lot of that, getting outside and doing that. And just, um, you know, I said at the beginning, told a lot of our clients and, and that kind of thing, it's a good time to work on your weaknesses. You know, so mm-hmm. if you really suck at doing push-ups, when this is all over, you should be like, have a PhD <laughs> in push-ups. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, if, you, if you neglect a lot of the quote unquote, like corrective exercise, mobility type of stuff, and you know, you're not really, you have nagging injuries and that kind of stuff. This is the time to work on those things, you know, right? stuff you might usually neglect. You have all the time in the world now. And it's good. It's good for your body to take a break from the norm of what you usually do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and say like maybe this picks, you know, say this picks back up in two or three more months, you know, and it's, you've been out of your normal routine for six months. Well, when you go back to it, you know, your body's going to react accordingly. It's going to suck for a little while, but like you could see it th- theoretically see better, you know, quote unquote gains by taking a little break and doing some different things. So, right. Yeah. Well, I don't think that doesn't mean, you know, you need to be doing yoga, Mike, but you know, <laughs> if everyone is curious about it, like this will be the time to try it. Right. I mean, right. What do you got to lose? Um, but yeah, I think it's just been trying to make the best of it and don't overthink it. You know, I think a lot of people get stuck with the, well, I usually work out an hour a day and I usually do all these exercises. And it's like, listen, if you get 30 minutes in and in and out, you know, that's better than nothing. You don't have to right. do, do more for the sake of doing more, you know, get something in and then, you know, get some other stuff done. Don't make it to where you're, you know, like spiking yourself because you didn't do as much as you usually did or aren't doing as much as you usually do. It's who cares, man. There's bigger fish to fry, you know? Right. No. And I, and I also too, like if you're doing like 30 minutes, like a 30 minute workout, I mean, if, if you can do that, you know, like at least four, like three, four times a week, like you're, you're, you're still gonna, you're, you're at least going to be maintaining where, wherever you're at. You do it twice a week. I mean, it's better than zero times, right? I mean, right. One time you're not going to see too much, but like you can still see some progress, but if like you do something one time a week, that's better than zero. You know, right. it's just, um, it's, it's just not overthinking it. I think a lot of people are in the same boat as like, they find out that everything that they're doing in the gym isn't, uh, I don't want to say they're not, they're not using their time as wisely as they should. You know, yeah. if you're, when you're at home, there's like not really a lot of stuff going on. You know, like if you have the TV off and you're doing it right and you're not distracted and you don't have kids and you're like, well, this workout usually takes me an hour. It's taking me 30 minutes. Why? Well, you're not walking around aimlessly. You're not walking to the water fountain. You're not right. on your phone in between sets. Like you're using, you're being more efficient. And I found that to be a thing too, is people are like blowing through workouts and it's like, yeah, because you have nothing to do. There's nothing to distract. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there's nothing going on. So you don't, you know, you're not talking to people in between sets and like maybe wasting time. That four or five minute rest period is now like 30 seconds, you know? So right. I think that's how people get mixed up too. It's like, well, it's only taking me a half hour. I got to do more. No, you, you went pretty hard in a half hour. That's okay. You know, don't put a time limit on it. Right. Absolutely. Um, now in terms of your, um, like kind of like you said that you're more there right now as like a support system, right. With your clients, um, are you still like offering like, you know, like meal plans, um, 
you know, workout plans and um, all like traditional services? So, yeah, I mean, we don't do, we don't do it. And I'm not a believer in meal plans. Um, okay. Cause they just, I don't want to say they don't work, but they don't work <laughs> for most people. They're not going to work. I, I equate it to like, you know, being in high school and you cheat off your friend's math homework all, mm. all year and yeah, you get to where you want to go, but then you don't know shit about math. You know what I mean? No. You don't learn the skills to do it for yourself. Um, and it's just, you can stick with a meal plan for two weeks. You could be type A as hell and just follow it to a T for six months, but eventually you're going to wean off of it mm-hmm. and you're just going to get tired of it. <clears throat> um, plus there's a whole like legal thing with that too. Every state's different, but unless you're uh, like, a dietitian, you really shouldn't be giving a meal plan out to someone because I mean, someone's diabetic, someone has an allergy, someone has, you know, whatever. Right. It's kind of a tricky, tricky slope. So I would warn anyone out there that's like buying meal plans. A it's, I've seen a lot of them. They're crap because it's usually coming from unqualified people, but also you have, that person has no idea what your, your needs are. Um, Mm -hmm. So we give a lot of guidelines as far as, you know, I do a lot with our athletes. I mean, most kids need to eat more because they're burning a bunch of calories. As you know, it's, you got to fuel the machine. Um, Now with our, you know, our class, you know, members and individual like personal training clients, we'll get a little more specific to their goals and we can have that conversation of like, for what you're doing, here's what you should be eating. You know, here's what I would recommend that you eat. You know, right. in a meal plan, it's kind of like, here's what you should be probably eating for what you want to do. And like, you know, wink, wink. <laughs> um, but I'm not, you know, and that's for general healthy people. You know, if someone's got an allergy or a diabetic or stuff like that, I'm really not going to touch that. You know what I mean? Right. It's not, and I don't think our people would, you know, our people are generally pretty good community. It's, I mean, it's for seeing anyone going to sue me, but it's not worth it, you know? Right. Uh, and you never know who somebody is either, you know, like, uh, you know, I could give you a meal plan, but then like maybe your, your mom is like a dietitian and she's looking at it and like, what, where'd you get this? And like, maybe she reports me, like, you just never know who somebody is. Right. Uh, but with workouts, yeah, like I said, it's just, we've been having some, we have a Facebook group um, for our members on our page and we've been having some, uh, you know, every day there's been, home workouts put up on there live. Um, there's been some yoga stuff and we've just been keeping ourselves available. Like I said, some like good, say a good chunk of my clients, I've been giving them workouts. Um, a lot of them, uh, you know, have been just kind of taking it in and, you know, if they need something, they're going to let me know. They're just mm-hmm. not a lot going on. Everyone's kind of dealing with this in their own way. You know, it's like we were talking about before. It's a lot of, for a lot of people, exercises, the elective class, you know, that's not really their big, their big worry. They got kids at home running around like crazy and trying to get their schoolwork done. And maybe they lost their job. Maybe their spouse lost a job. Who knows, you know, me being up their butt about their workout is <laughs> not really what they want to hear. So I just, you know, touching base and, you know, let them know that I'm here if they need something. Um, I've been kind of going and like operating off of that, uh, you know, that, that path. But, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been definitely tricky because like we said, it's, it's, 
there's no blueprint for this. There's no, nobody in any business ever. There's no, no one had, no one saw this coming, you know? So it's kind of, you don't want to say you're winging it, but it's definitely, you know, get some plans in place and then just, you know, see what happens. Right. Now in terms, it's like, and this isn't to, you know, pat myself on the back or anything, but like we've done it, we do a pretty good job of, I think, I, I believe generally in that old kind of quote that like, you know, a coach or a trainer, or whatever you want to say, like their job is to teach. So like mm-hmm. if I'm, it goes back to like the meal plan thing, you know, if you train with me for any length of time, you know, say you train with me for a year, by the end of that year, if you don't know how to do at least some stuff on your own and get an, a general idea on how to write up a workout for yourself, I'm right. failed. You know, <laughs> that's a bad business thing on my end, but I truly believe it's like, if you're not picking something up, you know, in the last however long you've been with me, then either you're just, you don't care or I'm not doing a good enough job of teaching it to you, you know? Yeah. So uh, most of my clients that aren't getting workouts, they've been kind of under that realm of like, maybe they have some stuff at home and like, yeah, I've been doing some lunges. I've been doing some sets of this. It's like, they have a general idea of what to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So they're not just out in left field waiting for me, you know? So it's been kind of a good for them to kind of see what it's like to, you know, experiment on themselves a little bit. Right. Now in terms of your facility, um, what do you guys offer? Like, tell me a little bit about the facility. So we do a little bit of everything, um, group fitness classes. Um, and that ranges from very, very beginner level, you know, people Mm -hmm. that maybe haven't done anything in a long time or ever been in a gym in their life, or, you know, just not really comfortable with the whole kind of gym vibe, um, to, you know, most people just kind of the, you know, high intensity interval training, just, you know, cardio, some strength, some mobility, you know, kind of circuit based stuff, which is the bulk of our kind of fitness classes. Uh, we have a, a more like hardcore, you know, we call it like an elite fit. It's, you know, people who maybe used to be college athletes that want to still train like an athlete and maybe get a little bit more out of their training. They don't have to get the, uh, you know, they're a little more consistent. They're looking for a little bit more out of their training. We do a little more strength. Mm-hmm. Training. We do a little bit more technical uh, exercises that require a little more coaching and, you know, hands-on type of stuff. Uh, we do, <clears throat> we do athlete training. We train anyone from, you know, professional level down to like eight-year-olds and anyone in between. Um, we do a lot of personal training as well. Uh, there's a powerlifting team there as well. Our, our owner, uh, Scott, he does, he oversees all of that. There's some pretty uh, high level guys there. I don't have a lot of good success in powerlifting. Uh, and we do general gym membership too. We don't, that's probably the, I'd say the minimal, the, the lower end of our business. We don't get a lot of that because you get the LA fitnesses and planet fitnesses for that. Right. Um, bulk of what we do is going to be some form of class or, you know, small group, personal training, that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. a little bit of everything for the most part. We do yoga as well. Okay. Do you guys have like any sort of like indoor like turf field or anything like in the complex? Yeah. So it's about, I think it's about like 6,000 square feet. So it's a big wow. rectangle uh, cut right down the middle of the ref- rectangle is one side's all turf. It's about, that's roughly like 35 yards. Okay. Um, and then the other half is rubber and it's all, like, you know, squat racks. Mm-hmm. 
dumbbells, kettlebells, all the some hammer strength machines and cable machines and, and that kind of stuff, general stuff that would be more familiar to people. Um, right. Some things not, but yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty diverse as far as I'd say it's a little more Spartan and um, you know, you're not going to have a lot of the, the fixed cable machines and free weight machines. There's a couple, but not the bulk of what we do is based on movement and not, you know, the machine based type of exercises. Right. So would you say you're more of a free weight heavy gym than machine then? More free weights. Yeah. I mean, heavy is dependent entirely on the person and, you know, there's, there's the ladies that lift the five pound dumbbells and there's you know the guys that are squatting 900 pounds. So it's right. It, it's everybody in between. So it's a really suitable for like pretty much all levels of like fitness then it seems like. Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, we, we try, we got to, yeah, there's, if depending on what your level of like, quote unquote fitness is, there's something there for you. Um, I would say it's, you know, we've, it's a, we've got a really good community and it's, you find out pretty quick that like, like, yeah, you got the ladies in the class and the guys too, they like, they chatter and they just kind of go through it. And it's like, Hey, it's your hour. You know, kind of set it up as like a time thing. Like you can get through three times. Great. If you can get through five times. Cool. You know, kind of go at your own pace. Um, but for the most part, like, I mean, it's a pretty good culture in the regard of you know, everyone there is there for a reason. You're, you're going to that kind of gym. You're not going there and scrolling on your phone and like, taking mirror selfies like there's rules you know what I mean we're not you're coming in taking selfies get out and yeah you know it's there's there's and that starts you know from our ownership like it's it starts from the top and works its way down and it's you know it you're not going to see too many of those types of types of people at uh at our gym for sure now how many of you guys are on staff um there's about five or six of us Okay. Both of our, both of our owners, uh, husband and wife, they both, um, they both train people, um, a little more limited, but they, um, you know, it's just, everyone's got their own kind of schedule and, um, yeah, there's, I think there's about five or six of us total. So it's, we all handle, everyone does some form of a class and, you know, some kind of, whether it's small group or individual one-on-one training. Mm -hmm. Uh, So everyone's got their hand in something. It's real community based. Big time. Yeah. Um, now switching a little bit towards fitness, uh, the NFL draft obviously was this week. Um, what would you, if you like, I, I kind of want to just pick your brain on, uh, like kind of the strength and conditioning side of things, um, as for like preparing athletes, you know, for that next level, um, in a COVID-19, you know, situation where you might not have access to your regular facilities and stuff like that. Um, how would you go about like, you know, making sure these athletes stay ready, um, like to get back in the competition, such as the, you know, the coyotes. Yeah. It's, um, that's the million dollar question right now, man. Um, I've been trying to stay pretty active with talking with other coaches and guys that I know. And even one of the benefits of this all going on is that there's a lot of, like we said before, there's good people. In times like these, you find out who the good people are and who the bad people aren't or who bad people are. Um, mm-hmm. There's been a lot of organizations and teams and, you know, coaches or therapists that have, you know, they've been given away like, you know, a free webinar. Hey, we're doing a zoom, 
enter your email and we'll, you know, and there's like 200 people on a zoom. We're all just talking shop. Um, and everybody's in the same boat and it's like, you know, talking buddy of mine who's assistant coach at a division three school in the area to guys in the NHL to, you know, anything in between, everybody's in the same boat right now. And like, you don't know. So it's hard to plan for it. Um, the, the tricky part is going to be whenever this does start back up, what is the time frame going to look like? Because if it's, Hey, season's starting back up in two weeks, there's going to be a lot of injuries. Right. And I don't want to be the negative Nancy and like be the, you know, the curmudgeon about it, but it's just, you can't, there's a difference between athletes of any level and your general population fitness person who just wants to, you know, lose some weight or like look hot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, like Joe Schmo down the street lifting the case of water over his head for like 10 reps or 20 reps <laughs> and like lifting the soup cans and that kind of stuff is good. But like, if you're, if you're like, you mentioned the NFL, if you're a professional football player or, a, you know, high end draft pick, like you're going to the show. Yeah. That stuff's not doing anything for you. Like, I'm sorry, it's not. And that's not, that's coming from people that are smarter than me and I'm not that smart, but you know, I listen to the smart people and they're saying that too. And it's just, you know, if you don't have access to any kind of weights in your garage or basement or whatever, like it's really tough. So what I've been doing with, you know, our athletes and, you know, people that I work with, it's train explosively train power as much as you can. So like mm -hmm. everyone can go outside and sprint. It's like I mentioned that earlier you know, get some true sprint work in, get some jumps, you know, broad jumps, vertical jump, like being explosive will go a long way. Mm -hmm. Is it enough? No, but you're better off doing that than, you know, like I said, well, I'm going to do 50 body weight squats today. Yeah. But you're a 400 pound squatter. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, you're a defensive lineman. Like, <laughs> 20 bodyweight squats ain't doing anything for you. You know what I mean? Right. And it's from, so I think like the more elite and the more genetic freak that you are and the high end level athlete that you are, the harder it is. Yeah. Now they can probably get by with a lot of that because of their genetics, you know, like versus the guy who was this, you know, the sixth round pick, mm -hmm. he might have to really work a little bit harder than the guy who maybe is like, a top 10 pick because he's just a genetic freak and get away with it, you know, right. but there's still going to be those issues because there's going to be some form of detraining coming mm -hmm. out of this. Um, and then I think it also goes, it's going to be crucial for the, you know, the strength and conditioning staff, the athletic trainers, the therapists, the sport coaches, and I think everyone needs to get on the same page anyway in any sport. Um, there's too much, well, we're going to do it my way. And then, no, we should do it this way. And everyone that suffers is just the athletes. But I think now more than ever, it needs to be everyone on the same page. Because mm -hmm. if you go from doing nothing, I don't want to say nothing, but like very, very little compared to what you're used to. And then you're throwing them back into like game speed practices. It's not going to be good. I mean, this it's, 
maybe for a little while, maybe you get lucky, but more often than not, it's going to be an issue. Right. Uh, I mean, there's, there'll be an increase of, you know, the potential risk for injuries. Um, I mean, what would the game, uh, you know, in the gameplay itself? I mean, you can't expect, you know, these athletes, like, I, I believe it's the NBA uh, when they return is going right into the postseason, right? Yeah. So you're talking about even higher elevated elevation of play. You know what I mean? Right. And like, you know, LeBron James, you know, the freak that he is, you know, I mean, I'm sure, you know, he'll be a little bit better off in some regards, but also, I mean, he is what, 36, I think. I don't know. I don't know. 30, I'm not a basketball but he, guy. <laughs> but he's, you know, he's up there in age. So it's like, you know, if you only give him two weeks to get back in like game shape. Well, that's the know. thing. I think how I was saying, it's like, yeah. Could he maybe get away with it? Maybe. Yeah. He'd have a good shot, but he's, he's, he's a once in a generation guy. Right. You know, the bulk of your league isn't guys like that, you know, right. in any sport, there's going to be the guys that get, a, get lucky. and it's just, it's going to be interesting. I think it's just, it can't, it can't be a, okay, we're cleared to go two weeks from now. We're going to start the season back up. You can't do that. No matter what the sport is. I just, there needs to be more of a time. Now, does that mean you, we have, you know, well, we can't have three months to get ready. Yeah, I get that, but there's gotta be a middle ground somewhere. Right. And, and, and I know there's a lot of things involved with, especially with pro sport, you know, you're talking revenue, you're talking, you know, owners are feeling it a little bit with, you know, there's a lot of factors at play there. Right. Um, and then you get into the whole, like, is there going to be people at the games? You know, players don't want to play in a situation like that, you know? Right. I mean, you look at the UFC making its comeback. Uh, supposedly, I believe it's March 9th. There you have their first scheduled fight. Um, I mean, they said that it's going to be limited crew for like the basically just put on the operation. No mm-hmm. audience, no live audience or anything. But it, even at that case, I mean, still, like, you figure you're going to have judges or judges going to be there, or is it going to be, like, a Zoom judge board type right. situation? Right. Um, I mean, at the minimum, you're still going to have, like, 20 people there, 20 to 25 people to put on a production of a UFC match. Is right. that all? Is that too much? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Then you're thinking all the, the, the staff, too. I mean, like, like football is a great example. I mean, you got 53 guys. How many, God. how many, I mean, there's linebackers coach, there's safeties coach, there's receivers coach, there's all the trainers and therapists and medical I mean, staff, like how many photographers, on a sideline or, or even like, even if you whittled it down, like, okay, we can only have the bare minimum staff for mm-hmm. in the facility. You're still talking what close to a hundred people. Yeah. Probably. And, yeah. And I think also too, like, I think like when we do like, you know, re- return back to normal, whatever, normal is i think you'll see like some of those effects that we were talking about earlier you know like after 9-11 like with security and stuff i feel like this is going to play a big part in like looking at you know silence like in the nba for example like you got people buying seats like literally two feet away from lebron james right sitting right there sitting right there and then you know the nfl sideline you know you look in the back of the end zone every time i mean god how many more, you know, reporters and like camera crews can be stuffed back there, yeah. you know? So I wonder how when many this all going to do the Lambo leap now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Right. So it's, it's like, I wonder, I feel like that's where you're going to see 
the effects of this moving forward, you know, when we're able to, you know, return back to, you know, that normal state that everybody yeah. keeps referring to yeah. is those little think, things. Yeah. I don't think like a lot of people realize all the, the moving parts to it, you know, it's just, I mean, look at right before this all started, there was, you know, like basketball and hockey are the ones that were the only sports really going. Yep. And, you know, from the media, like they weren't letting media in the locker rooms and like there was, they were starting it, the procedures then, and it was getting kind of, you know, it was people the wrong way. Now, what are you going to do? You know, right. I mean, those guys have to write stories. That's their job. You know, like, right. I can't let them in the locker room. And it's like, well, like the playoffs have them go into a room and just have LeBron sit at the table and ask his questions like that. But I mean, that's tough. It's, it's yeah. very interesting. And I feel like it's going to put, you know, like drive a lot of competition down too, in terms of, you know, like allowing media companies to be there. You know, it's like those price, I feel like there might become, I don't know if you have to pay for accident. You know I mean? I don't really know the ins and outs to that, but uh, you know, I feel like if there is like, you know, a paid for access, it's like those numbers are going to go up. So yeah. a lot of those, you know, lesser known, you know, media outlets aren't going to be able to afford to cover the NBA or the NFL right. anymore. Yeah. And I don't know enough about like the other leagues and, you know, how they're, you know, with profit sharing or whatever, but like, what about the real small market teams who are like really struggling? Like I know there's yeah. like, some coaches, I kind of read their stuff and follow on what they've been doing. You know, they're, you know, premier league or like European or Australian, like rugby or whatever, like they're flat out saying right now, like there's teams that aren't going to come out of this. This league is going to be smaller. It's going to go down to so many teams because these teams just aren't going to survive this because they're just small market poor teams. And it's, it sucks. Yeah. I mean, that that, honestly, that makes me question then, you know, when it comes to the NCAA, you know, with like division two and like division three, like are some of those schools going to be able to be financially, you know, because we're always seeing, um, you know, some States are being told to declare bankruptcy. You know what I mean? To, to, to declare your bankruptcy. So that will obviously have an effect on, you know, ed, educational funding for state funded schools. So, you know, I wonder if that's going to have that trickle down effect to, you know, the D3, D2 sport teams, you know, if you're not like a nationally known, you know, like Mount Union would probably be fine. You know what I mean? They're a nationally known uh, D3 school for football. Their program might be fine, but you know, the, Geneva's or you know the Juniettas and you know W and J's who are primarily known for their academics you know are their sport programs going to come back yeah it's I don't know it's going to be very interesting be very interesting yeah it's it and it's the effects of this are gonna you know aren't gonna show right away I I don't think I think it's going to be you know we'll slowly start seeing you know when we when things start opening back up you know your favorite coffee shop might not be opening anymore you know i mean uh like you said your premier league soccer team that has been around for years they might not step back on the field right yeah i don't know man it's gonna be crazy i think after like you said the effects will be felt maybe not initially but maybe a year or two down the road you know Mm -hmm. maybe some things can stay afloat and then like you know the next year they can't cut it and they just, they go away, you know, maybe it's not quite immediate, but a little bit down the road too. Who knows? Right. Well, Dan, 
thank you for stopping by the stoop today, man. Oh, dude, thanks for having me. I, I, it's a shame. I, it's not totally lost on me that it took a pandemic for it to happen and <laughs> totally bored and lacking content. You need somebody on there, but right. I uh, appreciate asking me. I'd love to come and actually see the stoop sometime, but yeah, absolutely, man. One day we'll get to do that. Who knows when that'll be, but yeah, we got to have uh, maybe the security boys over for, for a bruise <laughs> night. <laughs> That could be an idea. That could well, be an idea. Yeah, hopefully uh, we'll have some sports to go along with it, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Hopefully there's some some form of normalcy. Yeah. Whatever that'll look like, we'll, time will tell. Right. Um, please go ahead, uh, give yourself a shout out. That way people know where to follow you uh, on social media for you know yourself personally and then also the podcast. Oh, all right. Um, my, most of what I do is going to be on Instagram, and that's just at Dan Minix. Um, Facebook, I'm on Facebook, but I don't use it much personal stuff. I have a business page, Minix Training Systems. That's kind of like the central hub of everything. Everything I do on social media kind of gets linked to there. So that's kind of the, the ground zero of what I'm up to. Um, the podcast is down the toilet bowl. We're on any platform really that you listen to podcasts on. Uh, we have an Instagram page and a uh, Facebook page as well, down the toilet bowl. So yeah, that's about it. All right, man. Thank you again for stopping by the stoop. Uh, it's been an honor and I uh, hope you stay safe and blessed. You too, man. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. See ya. Stoop Kids. Stoop Kids.